Welcome to the Ship Show. Yo, AJ is taking over the ship today. Enjoy. Yo, what is going on, everybody? AJ here. There's been developments, big developments. We have no Newbarth. Nobody has seen or heard of Newbarth in at least 48 hours. Lex, can you please confirm that nobody has heard or seen Newbarth? Lex's mic is not working. All right, nice. No, it's working. There oh, I there am. you go. Hi. <laughs> Lex. Oh, there she is. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you know where Newbarth is? Uh, travel to today is. yes he said he was on a secret mission i can't reveal have you noticed that anytime he's not here he's always on a secret mission <laughs> yeah i have <laughs> that's pretty good he's uh yeah he's an interesting guy but no new bar today but instead i've recruited uh -oh. two good friends yes Friend. all the way from new york the homeland mm. from golf.com <laughs> from where's where's your uh where do you guys work out of what where's your headquarters In midtown manhattan midtown manhattan we have Dylan, the chair. We have Sean, Zach. Boys, thank you so much for stopping by. This is awesome. This yeah. is great. Thank you for having us. Of thank course. you for nailing my name pronunciation. I'll tell you I appreciate what. that. Your studio is. <laughs> sure. See that? What were you going to say about our studio? Your studio really is like 10 times better than ours at the moment. It's what, really nice. What do you guys record in? Well, we're building We're building a studio, we should say. Uh, right now, we sit in a closet and just, you know. We, Listen, light a candle in between us. Listen, we're school of hard knocks, man. Yeah. All right. This whole podcast thing started what I've been here for five and a half years. This whole thing started with us sitting in a dark office <laughs> with a portable podcast unit. Yeah. And it then graduated to, to what you see to what you see now. So, uh, yeah, so we could relate. So <laughs> don't you don't you worry about it. But uh, real quick, before we get into a fun little conversation, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Make sure you review the show if you have any questions or comments email shipshow at calwaygolf.com or call us 760-804-4653 lex says she is temporarily locked out of the email yeah. uh, but it's she's really hopeful to resolve it this week we have to change our password every like 90 days <laughs> I and i forgot to change that one and now it's i just yeah yeah i'll do it all right nice well Come make on, sure lex. because people have things to say lex you know so She'll make that happen. In the meantime, uh, what are you guys out here for? What are you guys uh, two twenty five hundred miles away from yeah, your homes? That's a good question. Tell uh, him, Sean. Yeah, we were we spent the week with Adidas uh, at a an Adidas commercial shoot um, at the Grand Del Mar in San Diego. Phenomenal resort, but we were just hanging out with Adidas golfers. So DJ Rom, Sergio. Joaquin Neiman. There were some Callaway nice. products on ah, set. Yeah. Now we're we saw some Callaways in uh, Creating Sergio's bag yesterday. Our boy. Yeah. You know? So it was a good day. It was good. Good. It's like a, it's a workation in many ways. So yeah. We're staying in La Jolla. The sunset is amazing every night. We're close to the beach. We're having great tacos. Like, nice. We're making everyone back in New York very jealous. <laughs> well, listen, you can't have a bad taco anywhere within 30 miles of here. Yeah. All right. So anywhere you go, if you're like looking on your phone, if you're going on like Yelp or whatever, like you don't need to do that. It's like pizza place. <laughs> Go to one of them. It's like pizza places in the city. It's just like they're on every corner. Yeah. You know, it's like a deli almost. So yeah, you can't really go wrong. You should see my mom. She's a big pizza fan. When oh, she yeah? comes to New York City, that's all she wants to eat. And I'm like, mom, there are twelve within the walking distance. <laughs> you can go to all of them, but I'm I'm good with just. Well, one the pizza. thing about New York is, you will go broke eating anything but pizza in New York. <laughs> so I mean, just 
from, from a financially sustainable perspective, <laughs> like you kind of have to build it into your diet. What's your, what are your go-to pizza spots in New York anyway? Do you have any? There, there is a, uh, there's one on the Upper East Side called Roma Pizza. That oh, I always went to. <laughs> you sound Yo, like you're a fan. <laughs> I'm all about Roma Pizza. Wow. Man. That's, Yo, that's my, my wife lived Roma on. Guys I, I was we, uh, Dylan and I were just talking about this. My wife used to live on Upper East Side for like seven years, so we were up there. I was up there every yeah. weekend, if not more than that. So uh, I did my I did my exploring up there, and Roma was nice. I just think that like New York pizza cannot get worse than like a six out of 10 and you can have many like nine, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Yeah, totally. Whereas anywhere else, I think in the country, maybe South or away from Chicago, I think I saw the really, yeah, yeah, really you good pizza. Yeah. You need to throw shade at any regions <laughs> pizza in particular. Yeah. I had one spot at a brief stint in the West village for about a, a year and That's bleaker street pizza was yep. sensational. There were some other, like Joe's, Joe's, Joe's is more can't well miss. known. Yeah, more can't, packed. Can't miss. Bleaker Street was my spot. Ah, very good. Wait, so where? All right, so all right, couple things. Let me get my ADD focused. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, we got we have listeners listening in. We got to give a big shout out to the PJ Tour Superstore. Yes. Is in the house yes. at Callaway headquarters today. What we're doing with them is we're kind of giving them a little tease. A little, a little tease on some, on some, some product things today. You so. guys have some secrecy going on around. We do, here. I know, and I don't. I'm usually a very transparent guy, and that's the nature of our entire entire marketing department in general. We're very transparent. We'll, we'll give it to you straight, you know. But mm-hmm. listen, some things when it, you know, when it, you know, when you get the stockholders involved and you know yeah. all that stuff, you know, you got to be a little careful. You well, know? we so. saw some cool stuff already today. <laughs> we've we've been here what an hour, and we saw some some mm-hmm. upcoming yeah. stuff. You guys signed some non uh, non disclosures. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we, so. did. Yeah. we did. <laughs> okay, so uh, for people who don't know you guys, uh, what do you do at Golf.com? Because you guys seem to tag team a lot of the mm-hmm. content responsibilities mm-hmm. there. Uh, you work with a good friend of mine, uh, Ashley Mayo, of course. Uh, shout out to Ashley, who just had mm-hmm. uh, little Jones, little baby. So, uh, yeah, Dylan, start with you. So I am a senior writer at golf.com, but writing just ends up being a, a piece of it. I think that that's probably my most natural thing. Um, but then we've ended up doing a bunch of video stuff, uh, podcast stuff. I have a background as a, well, I was an English major in college. I turned pro out of college and beat it around the mini tours for a couple of years um what was the what was the furthest you've got i played in the canadian tour for oh, one full year, year. That's um, nice. oh yeah the only problem with my golf game was that it it wasn't very good uh, <laughs> a lot of the time i don't hit my irons very well and uh i actually you know i say this a lot that i was just the i was just the correct amount of good that it was <laughs> a fairly easy decision to uh walk away i think right. other, some people are more tortured by the whole thing yeah i still like to play and we go you know sean and i have played some tournaments you know i'll go play a practice round and then play u.s open qualifying right. doesn't doesn't sean caddy for miss you by a few and sean will yes. caddy for yeah me. those are like my favorite twitter exchanges when you're when you're caddying for him yeah it's so good uh, <laughs> yeah i mean i love caddying for dylan we have not made any profit from this yet though <laughs> And he's holding on to his his badge as a pro golfer. I am a pro golfer. I'm trying to convince him to reapply mm-hmm. for amateur status. Mm-hmm. Matt Parziali did his best down at uh, at Bermuda, trying to say, Dylan, just oh, give nice. up the dream, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time. Everyone does it at some point. You yep. need to. And he's still holding strong. Counterpoint though, at that same tournament in Bermuda, if I had not made a ten on one par four that we had played, <laughs> I would have made 
you know, maybe what? A couple thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh, there you, you go. You would have made tens couple of couple hundred bucks. <laughs> he would have made tens of tens of Although dollars. Sean had actually sold off some of his equity in me that week. <laughs> so you really wouldn't have. It would have been like 90, 100 bucks. Yeah. I would have been the people's caddy that week. That's so funny. So Parziali, uh, the uh, a mid a former U.S. Mid-Am champ, he grew up in Massachusetts and so did you in Massachusetts yeah right. opposite end of the ends of the state I okay. was out in rural western Massachusetts mm. but we still you know once you identify with the Patriots Red Sox That's and it. you're all kind of it's, in the it's same, all the same cult right us against the world <laughs> That's right yeah. it is a cult. especially now <laughs> That's so funny. And uh, Sean, you grew up in Wisconsin. Yes. Where did you grow up in Wisconsin? Uh, just northeast of Green Bay, a little area called Door County. So I'm a Packers fan. Oh, tonight, big night for you tonight. It's a huge night. I am um, against the Bears, no less. I'm pessimistic. I yeah. think that at this point in the season, I think defenses are the most predictable thing. Like you can really hold your hat, and the Bears' defense is just really good. So, yeah. well, yeah, this will come out after the uh, game, right? So I think so. Get a yeah, prediction from Sean of like how it all went. Okay. Give me a prediction. Okay. Give me a fair prediction. Don't give me you know, yeah. a bias. Put um, the bias aside. Okay, I can do that a little bit. We'll go. I can't pick the Packers to lose, but it'll be a close game. 24-23. Oh, barn burner. That sounds like he's picking the Packers to lose, doesn't it? <laughs> no. He's like, all right, I just get. won't say it, but right, <laughs> it's as close as I, he's like, a tie. <laughs> Would not be surprised if they lost. It's That's so funny. Uh, so, all right, so you're out here for a little shoot, getting some content from that. Mm-hmm. I know that you, was, you guys were talking about a new video series that, that you have coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other things – do you have on the docket um, that people, if they don't follow you, we, well, you definitely have to plug your Twitters. You guys are both probably two of my favorite golf follows um, Ooh, on, on Twitter. Oh, they just high five. And remember, <laughs> you can watch this video on YouTube um, and Check not just listen. You could see, you could actually see what they look like, which is crazy. So see us high five. Uh, yeah, you can see them high five. Uh, what else do you guys have coming up in terms of content that you're super excited about um, or that you're releasing soon that yeah. that fans could get excited? Yeah. So. Each week, Dylan and I host a podcast. It's called The Drop Zone. It is the audio version of a show that used to exist online. Uh, we kind of have just relaunched it and within the past month. We're having a lot of fun with it, doing our best to get big-name guests. Um, but just for example, like our episode this week, we, uh, we compared NFL quarterbacks to their PGA Tour comps. Little fun segment. Oh, we try to amazing. We try to have fun with it. Basically, like Eli Manning is the equivalent of Lucas Glover, a guy who's <laughs> got a couple, got a couple uh, majors, so to say, and he's so you know he's kind of waning off right now. But anyway, we try to do that um, every single week. Have fun with it, and yeah, that's that's. Don't sell us short there. You're just, we're trying to get big name guests. We're turning them away at the door. <laughs> uh, let's is there see. a waiting list? We've got Danielle Kang on next week's oh, show to awesome. preview the Solheim Cup. Yep. Um, Let's see. Who'd we have this past week? We just had Steve Sands. We had Abe Answer. This week we had Abe Answer, our guy. Uh, yep. So yeah, I mean we've been dabbling in a little bit of everything, but we're we've been doing some. Uh, we had some great recent adventures actually. We got up to Alaska this year for U.S. What? Open qualifying. We played the that was a trip. smallest U.S. Open qualifier in the world. How many? And all right, so what's the field and how many spots? All right, so you know most of these. To, uh, may, maybe your viewers are educated and know, but most of these local qualifiers have maybe 80 to about 120 130 people in them there's one site in alaska i think there's 110 total sites roughly yeah one in alaska about a dozen people show up are you serious this year i think there were exactly 12 (laughs) maybe 13 for i guess one spot one spot (laughs) yeah and it's this split between locals it's like 
half locals and then half like ringers who oh are like, God, I just have to go be best. a bunch of Alaskans. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's done. their best chance. That's what we thought. Because you see the numbers and every year it's something between one year someone shot 67, but it's usually between like 70 and like 75 or six. Really? In. But then you get up there. It's 48 degrees. It's blowing. No, one, like no wonder. Yeah. yeah. The conditions are insane. The course is literally right next to a glacier. So you have, there's one part of the course where the, these winds are just whipping in off the glacier and you know, it maybe it, it's 45 in the parking lot, but over here it's like sub 40. Yeah. Freezing cold. So 71 is a little, Oh, they stimped the greens the morning of the competition. <laughs> what were they? Six. What? Yeah. Were you guys like going back in time? Yeah. <laughs> like a time Seriously. warp. It was kind of a time warp. Anyway, so that was a, so that turned into a, a magazine feature story. We yeah. made a fun documentary video yep. of just you know kicking around for a week. So you know we're always trying to talk our ways into yeah. fun assignments like that. So I'm trying to think if there's anything we can tease that's coming up on that scale, but definitely some good stuff coming down the there pipeline. is some we just probably can't quite name it right yet yeah so. no hey listen trust me from a, from a, a group secrecy of secrecy we, <laughs> I, we I totally understand everything all right um so when was the last time you played as a professional did you play any events this summer i actually Besi- aside from mm-hmm. that qualifier yeah i did i actually teed it up in the main open a couple weeks ago oh i was in maine on a family vacation and it you know, I still just feel the call sometimes. And the main <laughs> open is like, a, you know, there's a, a hundred yeah. main pros and ams. That yeah. Play. Did not play very well. Did um, not bring his caddy either. Didn't bring my caddy. There were a lot of issues. Uh, but no, it is fun. To, I'd love to play a little bit more. But yeah. with, living in New York City, it's just, it's such a pain in the ass to well, try to play golf. From yeah. No, Manhattan. well, you got to, you got to play in some of the Metropolitan Golf Association events, you know, playing, yeah. playing like the Met Open the qualifier Met open. would obviously be a start, but uh, if you if you heed Sean's advice and get reinstated, well, first of all, the the rules of being reinstated it doesn't take like two three years anymore. No, it takes like a year now. Mm-hmm. So like they're actually expediting the process a little bit, which is very helpful. But then you could play in all the MJ's events, or uh, I mean, you could get a maybe a little residency in Golf Association Philadelphia, which isn't far away. I, I mean, they you would, play, there's they would, so many good events there. They would look at my application and I think they would instantly kind of give it like, the green stamp. <laughs> like, uh, you're yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're Listen, good, you know? You're yeah, not we, a threat. We, we have some friends over there. You never, you know, it's a, it's, it's a political <laughs> game. How realistic is it that you would do this? Pro for life. <laughs> See? This is I like I'm that doing. you're sticking to your guns. Yeah. That's I can't so come out and criticize, like, you know, John Peterson for, you know, yeah. turning pro after winning millions of dollars <laughs> granted i'm on the other side of that line but you know I, I'm, a, I'm a man of principle yeah so is that what you were kind of doing full time yeah before uh how how long ago did you there come was on a board lag to time so i've, I've like worked a couple for, years yeah golf mag for just over two years right and before that uh, i spent a, about two years just over just playing full time i mean i worked part-time to support the habit yeah. um what was that work i worked at the wanderers club in wellington florida oh right on. parking cars and yeah. cleaning golf carts sure yeah. I've, I've, we've all been there yes. <laughs> building me? those little range uh pyramids. pyramids yeah how were your pyramids were they tight actually we would build little pyramids on the putting green my boss oh. was really big on that like a th- you know three two one thing yeah. on the putting yeah. green oh wow was that by hand by hand oh three, two, wow. so you didn't even have the trays no oh no wow trays. no they had they had buckets on the range and they had because i guess pine valley 
apparently has very heavy range stands. Mm -hmm. And the guy at the Wanderers Club was like, they've got them. We've got to have this. So these things Inspiration. Were like, they were like 60 pounds. So every morning we'd <laughs> lug these things out. And if the range was set up at the front that morning, then yeah. like a full workout just to get those things out there. That's really funny. And what about you, Sean? Where were, uh, where were you before golf.com? Uh, struggling to graduate at UW Madison. No, oh, Sean, there the, you go. He's the youngest veteran in the golf media. Yeah, I came straight from from UW to Golf Magazine. So mm -hmm. I've been there for almost five and a half years now, uh, which feels like crazy to think about. But I grew up doing some of the same things, working mm -hmm. at a private club, yep. chasing cars, chasing chasing balls, yeah. you know, chasing golfers, yeah. and uh, it's been the only job I've ever had. Yeah, and so. I have not found one that I like more. Ah, so I, I really, I really enjoy it. And when Dylan came along, it kind of like, you know, I've always been the youngest person in the office until recently. Well, yeah, you it, work for a magazine. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was <laughs> nice. Right. To People like, like magazine, huh? Yeah. It was nice to like kind of reinvigorate what we could do, what we could chase. Yeah. It's just like a, a burst of energy, a little bit of youthful burst of energy totally. to the, the brand. And I want to, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about the kind of the, the, I don't want to say the rebranding of golf.com and golf magazine, but it has gone through some significant changes over the past year. Uh, just talk about uh, the investment that's being made with it um, yeah. and some different things that maybe if you're a fan of golf and you haven't been to golf.com in a while or you haven't had the magazine in a while, uh, what are some of the changes that uh, people could see and, and just because it's it's really been exciting for the golf industry as a whole. Yeah, so it was it was great. We were originally a Time Inc. brand, and then about a year and a half ago, we were purchased by Howard Milstein, and he is he owns a number of golf properties. Wanted a golf media property. Shout and out immediately. Howard. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure he's listening. Yeah, immediately he put a couple million dollars into making what a guy the magazine a very very big thing love it made it bigger made it thicker and it looks great yeah. the book is the book looks just incredible it's the pages slick. the textures mm -hmm. i'm like very um very big into that type of thing so yeah it just yeah. it took it from you know this kind of like loose thing that you could grab at the airport to something you want to put on your coffee table yeah which is which is kind of the way magazines are going you know mm -hmm. we want substantial things that feel heavy in someone's hands mm -hmm. so anyway like that investment includes like making michael bamberger and alan shipnuck write monthly features like mm -hmm. you guys are senior writers you know the game better than anybody you guys need to be contributing and speaking to people every single month mm -hmm. it allowed dylan and i to you know the investments at least allowed us to try and experiment with creating a, vi a weekly video show and we did that and we've turned it into a podcast and so it's it's been Basically, it took this cloud of the magazine industry, this dark yeah. cloud over our heads, and it completely wiped it away, mm -hmm. which is very freeing. Yeah, really it's been is. cool. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, everyone's making fewer magazines, thinner magazines, smaller magazines. And uh, for us to just go the other way, it's, it's an exciting thing to be on the team of yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I guess personally i'm most excited about our our jump into podcasts um yes we've been kind of hovering in terms of total listenership over the past couple of years just like we're doing okay and now we're kind of blowing we're trying to create a, a full network 
and we, we're going to have Ashley Mayo's going to have her own travel podcast. Yep, saw that. John Wall is our equipment editor. He's going to yep. have his own the equipment, equipment goat, one. John Wall. We're going to have ours. Jonathan yeah. Wall. Shout out John Wall. Jonathan Wall. Jonathan right. Wall. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have ours, obviously. Alan Shimnuck and Bamberger are going to be on ours very frequently. And so we're trying to just reach people in every medium, in every way, every single day. Yeah, that's right. awesome. Constant engagement. Yes. Listen, that's engagement. Uh, a lesson uh, we learned from from one Harry Arnett. Uh, our entire group, at least, is uh, that's why we're always on and always caffeinated. Yeah. I think that's the most important <laughs> thing. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you guys, because I kind of like had this recent discovery when I was back in New York, uh, I guess two weeks ago now, is uh, I've been asking this to a lot of different people, is like their most ideal round of golf. And, and I bring this up because I had a two-day stretch um, in New York where I went from complete ends of the golfing spectrum. Nice. And, I'll, and I'll tell you what I mean. So I grew up... Uh, playing this chip and putt course at Robert Moses, uh, which is a beach on Long Island um, in Suffolk County. And they have an 18 hole chip and putt course, meaning that the longest hole is a hundred yards, right? So each hole is essentially between 50 and a hundred yards. Yeah. So you bring two clubs. I bring a 56 and a putter. Uh, some people bring two clubs. Like my dad brings like a nine iron, a pitching wedge and a putter. You know what I mean? Like three clubs is usually the max. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So whenever I'm home now, every Sunday morning, like we go before the lifeguards get there. So you don't have to pay in the morning uh, to park. You get there at like 645. They open up at like 730. And my dad's been playing with the same three people pretty much like his whole life. Um, like this like fun little money game, uh, dollar birdies, like things like that. Uh, but we had a seven sum. It was like me and my brother, one of my best friends, and then my dad and his group. And we play as a seven sum on chip and putt, two clubs. 18 holes, like you just, you know, you're making birdies, like yes. you're making, you're missing putts because the greens roll at a six yes. also at Robert Moses. Um, so we played and it was, you know, uh, the greatest, like it was literally like the, one of my favorite things in the entire world. And then the next day uh, we had a, a, a Met Open Pro-Am, uh, Callaway sponsors the Met Open and it was at Piping Rock Club, which is a historic club on Long Island um, on like the Gold Coast in Brookville, Locust Valley. Um, and it's just a completely different experience. It's, um, you know, you're playing uh, a McDonald course, which is amazing. It's got some template holes. Uh, you have caddies. And it's just this historic venue. You couldn't be further away from Robert Moses. <laughs> and then, uh, so I was talking to my brother about it afterward. And he's like, well, AJ, he's like, what would you rather do? Tomorrow you had the option. You could play, you could do Piping Rock, what we did with caddies, all this. Or we could go back to Robert Moses, $11, play in a seven sum, two clubs. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't even hesitate. And I was like, I'd go to Robert Moses. Yes. Like, it's like, I don't know what it is about that. But to me, that's almost like perfect golf. And it's, it's like, home. it's like not even, some people wouldn't even consider it like real golf. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so like, what? I don't, I don't know what to make of this. You know, I don't know. Well, explain this to me. Explain why know, I feel this way. You know, I, I think we, we actually did a series a couple of years ago that you took part in, I took part in. Basically, everyone wrote about their favorite course from the, where they grew up in, and mm -hmm. there's such an emotional attachment to it. And I remember yours, you were um, you were playing with Barefoot. In Maine, actually, in Maine. yeah. Um, Shout out Maine. Mate. So you can, you can talk more about that in a sec, but like, there's such an emotional attachment to probably where we've played the most of our golf, or mm -hmm. the... 
the like defining years of our golf where we fell in love with the game and so i imagine that's kind of where you fell in love with yeah. the game yeah and you were doing it with people who taught you the game people yeah. who you loved who taught you the game yeah. so that doesn't surprise me in any way right like, so it could be about you shouldn't the shouldn't be surprised by this right like the company is a big part of this Huge. you would say right it's like yeah. if we had maybe if we played as a seven summit piping rock it could have been that could have trumped yes. the other one yes uh because of the people who were there you are speaking my language man yeah I, I could play pine valley with a stranger tomorrow or i could play with my brother at goat hill or something like that i will choose my brother see every single right. time yeah yep. and that's just how it is for me i know some yeah. people some people really would love to play pine valley tomorrow with yeah. you know no one with anybody whoever right yeah but i'm telling you like I've, i actually wrote about this once like my ideal golf week you know, tomorrow I'm playing with my dad, and my brother, and two days from now I'm playing with my best friends. But the one that I would always do is like the the, the course I grew up working. Mm-hmm. It would be my grandpa, my father, and my my brother. Like, and that's like stop. the apex of golf yeah. for you. That is like these four hours will be my favorite four golf hours this year, mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. Just because of the time, place, and the people. Yeah. And that is why, like, you can't do that with any other sport. I'm yeah. convinced, at least. Like, yeah. you, you can't feel the full baseball game. Sure, you can play pickup with a bunch of your buddies, mm-hmm. you know, at the local hoops. But yeah. you, you do that for a couple hours, and you probably get hurt, or like, yeah. you're really tired. Like, golf has that that no other sport can really pull off. Well, and I think the yeah. only thing to add to that, because I think you guys, you know, really hit it, but from a strategic element we played goat hill yesterday um it had some stuff in common with this nine hole course where i grew up playing in in maine on family trips was uh you know three par fours the longest one's 320 yards i think and six par threes right down by the water not in great shape but it doesn't really matter right you know if the longest hole is 300 yards my parents don't play golf at all but they can go play there Mm -hmm. you know because you can get around pick up if you need to run around barefoot uh, and and yet for someone that plays golf more often and seriously you can still hit every club in your bag right hit these different types of strategic shots like yesterday we were playing 290 yard par fours a bunch and mm-hmm. you just run into all these different things so yeah golf's cool because there's room for each end of it for like a serious competitive full golf experience mm-hmm. or you know good times with good friends right everybody enjoys it so differently mm-hmm. right i guess that's like the 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 magic of it is that like right our my experience with my family at robert moses is somebody else's at their <laughs> club or whatever you know what i mean like their regulation course or like things like that yeah, but it's beautiful that way uh, yeah no i know i still think we need to build a lot more par three courses i might be biased but i think there needs to be like this massive development plan to like how almost like top golfs are like we need just par three courses that like don't have to be like these like architectural like wonderments of like um you know like a preserve or like that mm-hmm. type of thing like don't get me wrong the preserve at Bannon dunes is one of the great yeah. par three courses or little short courses i've ever played but they could be more straightforward yeah mats on the tee you know what i mean well, like it could be that. ground that's the middle ground that golf has has been missing for a long time like they're yeah. Top golf exists for a reason, and Mm -hmm. it is a great uh, entry to the game. So good. It gets you over a lot of the barriers that exist in golf. Mm -hmm. And then there is, you know, all these resort courses on the far end of the spectrum that Mm -hmm. people are not going to go to. Right. We needed a middle ground, and I think what you're describing, Goat Hill in many ways is what you're describing. Totally. A middle ground. This game needs to be 
accessible. There needs to be steps to get them to the resort courses. Totally. I think these little part three courses are, uh, honestly playing goat hill makes me want to design one. Yeah. I know that there's like, there's a lot that I'm not thinking about when I say those words, (laughs) but it makes you want to think about how you would do this thing. You know, any real estate guys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, I think, uh, wait, uh, Howard, if you're listening, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mr. Milstein, if you're listening to this, this par three idea, I think it has legs. I could make a business case. Um, just, I'll hey, you never know. He loves golf. We'll workshop right. that one. He a loves there his you golf. go. And New York is a good New York is a proper place for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So since you guys, uh, since you went to UW, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's do let's pick two college games. All right. Michigan. Are you a college Dylan? Are you a college football fan? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's do. Uh, usually we do a quick segment of uh, of a couple picks just for just for hahas. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's if you win lose it doesn't matter. It's just it's just for fun. Uh, so I am going to pick tonight's game. Okay. I'm going to pick an NFL game. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So I actually like Chicago minus three and a half. Okay. So okay. I apologize no. that uh, I don't know. I, I think. Hey, we'll talk about it on Twitter. Listen, tomorrow. division rivals, home team. I'm like, the half point scares me a little bit, uh, but I'm on. I'm in on Chicago. Okay. Hey, I accept that. Like I said, Packers 24, 23. So grab that money line. Right, I feel like right. I'm the most bullish Packers guy in this room right now, which I'm surprised <laughs> by. I think this could be an Aaron Rodgers oh, renaissance oh, here. A so, little under the radar, maybe? Yeah. I mean, he's, look, he's no Tom Brady. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But this could be a big Aaron Rodgers year. All right. Did you it. hear how he said that? He's no Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> I know right behind you is a uh, Patriot jersey hanging up. Although it's not of any of the Patriots. I never knew <laughs> I liked Jim Furyk so much until now, but <laughs> not bad. That's so good. Uh, all right, before we go, uh, plug your Twitter account so people could give you a follow. Yeah, at uh, Sean underscore Zak, S-E-A-N underscore Z-A-K. Mine is Dylan underscore DeChair, but that's D-Y-L-A-N underscore D-E-T-H-I-E-R. So it looks like deathier, pronounced DeChair. Not my fault. But, uh, yeah. Whose fault? Hit us up. <laughs> great, 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 great grandparents. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I will be uh, a Hacker's Paradise event this weekend in Idaho, which I'm super excited about. And then we have the Arnold Palmer Experience in Latrobe that we've been talking about on this show for a while. So um, I may call in from one of those events. But if not, I know that Lex will be here. I know that Newbarth will potentially be back um, if, if he still exists. So uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, review, and we'll see you next time on The Ship Show. Thanks so much for watching and listening to The Pirate Ship Show. If you didn't know before, I'm sure you now understand why we call it that. For more and so much more, visit CallawayGolf.com.